Welcome to Convos from the Couch by Life Stance Health, where leading mental health professionals help guide you on your journey to a healthier, more fulfilling life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Convos from the Couch by Life Stance Health. I'm Nicolette Lianza, and on this episode, I'll be talking with Tate Cohen Posey, a clinician from one of our LifeSense Florida offices, and she will be giving us some tips on how to manage offensive and controlling people. So, welcome, Kate. I'm so glad to be here, Nikki. Great to have you on as well. I think we all deal with some very difficult people in our lives. So, I'm looking forward to this conversation today as you give us some tips to help us navigate these kinds of people, even if it's our own family members or loved ones. So, I'm sure we're going to have a great conversation on this. So, why don't we begin? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a life stance clinician in Lakeland, Florida, which is between Tampa and Orlando. I'm very proud to say that November 1st will be my 50th anniversary as a therapist. Wow. Congratulations, Kate. That is amazing. That is it's amazing. Amazing. Longer than any of my marriages. <laughs> and so I developed this back in the last century. I was doing, I was in a mental health center doing a group for sexually abused teenagers. And they did not want to talk about their abuse. They wanted to talk about drama, all the high school mm -hmm. drama. And I had started doing this on my own, like in the sixth grade, a boy called me names. And my mother said, he just wants to be your friend. And so next time he called me a name, I said, oh, my mom says you just want to be my friend. Guess what happened? Did you guys become friends? He became my friend. Wow. So when I was doing the group for teenage girls, I started codifying what I was doing and wrote a couple of books and all that good stuff. Great. So you definitely carry with you lots of experience for this yeah. topic to share. Yeah. So can you tell us what constitutes offensive or controlling behavior? And what are some common tactics that offensive people use to assert their power over others? Sure. So... The offensive behaviors are if somebody says, it's your fault that XYZ happened, what are they doing? They're blaming. Yeah. Yeah. If they say, oh, you're doing everything wrong, what are they doing? They're criticizing. These are mm -hmm. offensive behaviors. If they say, you're wrong about XYZ, what are they doing? They're disagreeing. So common offensive behaviors are accusations. You always, you never blaming, criticizing. You're such an idiot. What's that one? Name calling. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you're hitting all the labels here and all the categories. Yeah. Controlling behaviors are a little more surprising because we all do them. So if I say, Nikki, you should do blah, blah, blah. What am I doing? I'm giving advice. Okay. Or if I say, you really need to understand, I'm trying to convince you. So other ones are demanding, like you better, <laughs> and mm -hmm. interrogating. What are you doing? Why are you pouring the 
I don't know. I had a client yesterday complaining about his 14-year-old stepdaughter questioning everything he did. And you better, that's a threatening thing that's trying to control, threaten. And here's one we all do, is defending yourself. When you defend yourself, it's actually controlling. You're trying to get somebody to see your point of view. Okay. And here's another one that I'm not a fan of. You, many people believe in it, but apologizing. You're trying to get people to forgive you. Ah, uh, good point. Good point. It's much better to admit what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the offensive controlling behaviors. So thank you for those. And as we mm-hmm. dig in the weeds a little bit more. What are some ways to respond to some remarks like, I can talk to you any way I want. I'll make sure no one's around to hear it. Give us some tips on how to handle those kind of remarks. Okay, so I'm going to respond to what you said. And if you can keep coming at me, just go ahead and try it. Okay. Okay, so say it to me again. Okay. I can talk to you anywhere I want. I'll make sure no one can hear me. And I'm just going to just tell you like it is and what I think about you. Oh, Nikki, thanks for the warning. Okay, Kate, that was actually really good. because I didn't expect you to say that. You just took the steam right out of my like attack there. Like, I was just like, oh, oh, gosh. Okay, that was really great example. Yeah, wow. so I have four strategies and you can come at me again and I'll tell you each one. That one's words of affirmation. Okay. One way of giving words of affirmation is thanks. Thanks for the warning. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Try let's see. All right. Let's, let's see if I can come another way. You'll never amount to anything. I'll never amount to anything. You sound, it seems like you're really sure of that. How did you come to that amazing realization? Okay, Kate, really good. And let me say for the listeners, we didn't prep these. Like these ones I'm coming up with now are just like off the fly. And Kate, wow, you're hitting out of the park with this. Okay. All right. Let me see. All right, so let me just label what I'm doing. Please do. You're really sure about that. Again, words of affirmation. You sound really sure. I'm also doing a very special kind of active listening, which is to label their verbiage. You sound very sure of that. And then I'm asking a question. How did you come to that conclusion? Mm-hmm. So questions stump people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's in, we'll get in more to the goals. We'll go through a few more examples. Okay. okay. At me again, you can do one of the ones you did before or a different one. I was gonna, how about I give you one more? Okay. And this is one that is sometimes uh, in working with my clients that they'll hear too, and we'll try to help them navigate it, but you're too much. I can't handle you. You're way too much. You're too dramatic. I just can't stand you. You're too much. You're not the first person who's told me I'm too much. And some people tell me I should be on Broadway. I want to applaud that right there. One, I'm a fan of Broadway, but that's a great response, Kate. That is really good. Okay. So what I'm doing there is affirming myself. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, I'm also agreeing. You're not the first person to tell me that. And there's all kinds of ways I could have ended that. Yes. So, but yeah, like you're hard to tangle with. You're hard to like throw things you out. Get me. You just try it. <laughs> no, hey, that's really great. I 
was there other other ones you want to give an example of like other comments that you might help with your own clients to well, navigate? You, oh with my okay so a really good one I think as therapists if you see teenage girls just about all of them have been told they're a slut Ooh, the slut shaming yeah the slut shaming yes yeah. <laughs> and so go ahead tell me I'm a slut <laughs> Oh no, tell me everybody thinks I'm a Okay. All right, Kate. Oh my gosh, Kate, I'm hearing it everywhere. You're such a slut. I can't believe you. You're just with everyone. Ah, oh, how disgusting. So everybody's saying I'm a slut. So did you volunteer to tell me or did they nominate you? Ooh, ooh, good. That's really good stuff. And I love the fact that this is good stuff that teenagers can use because middle school, high school, that's where we see a lot of this viciousness too. So to be able to armed clients, especially like teenage clients with these like comebacks are really good. And they're not mean. It's not like you're getting on the person's level and being vicious back to them. That's why I really like these. So the last one is it involves a question, nominated or did you volunteer? So that's going to throw people off balance. And it's also humor. It's making the awful silly. That's what humor is. It's making the awful silly. So that's good. That's good. Tell us about some of the common communication strategies that you use. Tell us more about that. Honestly, Okay, so what is communication? People will say this to me all the time. And I used to get so stumped. I'd be like, oh, God, what are they talking about? This is such a broad question. But what good communication is showing somebody you understand their point of view. And the way I ask people, I'll ask them a question. I'll say, what's easier to do? Get your point across or to understand what somebody else and show them that you understand their point. And I would say 99% of the time, I do get the right answer to show people that you understand their point of view. So that's what good communication is. Now, what I'm doing is when good communication is impossible. And so when my brother-in-law said to me, my father was in his last days and he had a DNR, he was an attorney, he made it very clear to us. And so they, the doctors were saying, we need to give him an, another transfusion. And my sisters and all, my I said, no. And my brother-in-law said, you're just greedy, you just wanna get his money. So I didn't have a response on the spot. I've thought of many since then, but that's a time when you don't, Want you don't want to communicate, right. you just want to get them to stop exactly. Exactly. So, in that situation, when he said that, did you just not respond at that time, even though after the fact you just thought of a lot of different responses? I respond at the time, yeah. but so now I would say, So, you I could be greedy or I could be honoring a DNR. I wonder which one it is. Mm-hmm. So, and it, the thing is, it really helps me and many people, even if they think of what they could have said like years ago, it just really helps to think of that. So that one is, I'm agreeing in theory. Yeah, I could be greedy. or I, And then I'm giving another possibility, which is a little hypnotic. Mm-hmm. Or I could 
be honoring a DNR. I wonder which one it is. I wonder questions are great. They plant seeds. That's good. That's really good. Uh, can you give us some of the names of the specific communication strategies that you use? Yeah. So I have four strategies, words of affirmation we've talked about, asking questions which is just natural. When you're dealing with a bully, people say your natural reaction is fight or flight. And that's what most people do. They strike back or they shut down. Have a third and eight response. All animals seek. So animals seek food and shelter. Human beings seek meaning. So when you're asking a question, you're actually using a very hardwired built-in response. So asking a question. So words of affirmation, asking questions, active listening is something that all therapists are taught. And the way we're usually taught it is what I hear you saying is blah, blah, blah. So active listening is rephrasing, labeling emotions, labeling thoughts. Empathy is labeling emotions, validating people. So those are the active listening. So three A's and then the H is hints and humor. And so the acronym is HA, which reads calm into life's cruel moments. That's good. That's really good. I loved how you compared to like how this is different than what therapists commonly teach as well. So normally when we teach active listening, if, and I don't know if they still teach it this way, but it's what I hear you saying. You're putting the spotlight on you. And oh, that is pretty much still how it's taught. That's a good point. That is, still yeah. Taught. Okay, good. Yeah. So it's better to say, seems like you're saying, and then that puts the spotlight completely on the other person. That's good, Kate. That's a really good tip there. So that's yeah. one way that this is different. Just checking my notes. My yeah. Trip not missing anything. So in standard assertiveness language that therapists just love to teach is I feel X, Y, Z. I want you to ABC and I'm willing and not willing to blah, blah, blah. Okay. So we teach clients how to assert themselves. So I think it's much better to sneak in what you want I compare when you're dealing with a bully. So people get drunk on adrenaline. Anybody can be a bully. Yeah. You're drunk on adrenaline. Adrenaline takes blood out of your brain, puts it into your arms for fighting, your legs for fleeing. Mm -hmm. And you're literally temporarily, I say this to my clients all the time, you're temporarily insane or stupid because you don't have blood in your body. Right. You're not thinking clearly up there. So when you're dealing with bullies, it's not the smartest thing in the world to assert yourself because they're going to come right back at you. One of the originators of family therapy, his name is Murray Bowen, said whenever you assert yourself, and there are times when you need to assert yourself, you should expect an attack. So yeah. my story on that, my poor husband, <laughs> like that was again I think the last century and I said my friend and I are going to Plains Georgia to hear Jimmy Carter 
um, teach Sunday school and the political candidate that we like is gonna be there. Do you wanna come? And my husband says to me, no, I don't wanna go and you're not going either. Oh, and I was like, oh, this is just what Murray Bowen said would happen. I'm asserting myself and he's attacking me. So I said, I'm not going. I went out and I made reservations for a motel room and immediately went back and I said, we've got reservations in America's Georgia. And he asked me if I was having a psychotic break. Oh. So I was really impressed that he knew the right terminology. He's not here. <laughs> and I said, I usually only go crazy when I haven't had a good night's sleep. And I slept really well last night. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's sneaking in a defense, but not outright disagreeing with him. Right. And then he said one more thing to me. And then I'm carrying my bags out. And he said, I just can't believe you're going. And I look at him and I say, you just got a $2 million life insurance policy on me. And if I die, you will be a wealthy man. One <laughs> <laughs> of the examples from my life of, I'm, I have many examples. Oh my of gosh. I'm so empowered. Great stories. Love these stories, Kate. Oh my gosh. Wow. And these are great examples too, for people to ponder, oh, wow, maybe I can borrow one of those responses in my own life. Now, what happens if individuals recognize that they themselves are engaging in con controlling behavior and what can they, what steps can they take to change this? So if you feel yourself getting emotional or passionate, or you're not going to be able to stop yourself, one of the easiest self-regulating techniques is to just hold your breath. Okay. So if somebody's coming at you, they're yelling at you or giving you advice ad infinitum, if you hold your breath, it's like resetting a computer. I'm going to try this as an experiment. And I do have a Zoom practice on Sundays. And we can talk about how people can join that later. I'm going to have people see if that works for them. And then even better than holding your breath. So holding your breath is like rebooting a computer. So if somebody's having a panic attack, first response, people, therapists will say, just regulate your breathing, deep, breathe deeply. That is common response. That is usually the number one common response from therapists. But if you're hyperventilating, that's really hard to right. do. And you're scared you're going to stop breathing. Yes. I just hold your breath. That, and that's, Kate, that's really interesting. That's brilliant. That's really good. And then if you want to go one step further, when you hold your breath, bear down like honestly, like you're trying to make a doo-doo. <laughs> okay. All right. That is called the Valsalva maneuver and that okay. lowers your heart rate. So if you saw a doctor and you were in tachycardia and your heart was beating out of control, that's what he would tell you to do. Okay. Yeah. So if somebody's yelling at you and I have to try this, or if they're criticizing you, it's just hold your breath. They can't see me on the podcast right. and then when they get finished I'll have a nice out breath and you might surprise yourself as to how you respond oh my gosh I love that holding that breath 
And then when they're done, the exhale too, we know with an exhale truly does regulate us even more. So of course you're going to have a good exhale after right. that. So that's great. Great tip right there. Yeah. It was a great question. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. So here, tell us, where can people find more information on all this? I do have a book on Amazon called Bullyproof. And for therapists, it's teach clients to empower themselves without overpowering others. For the lay public, there's a copy. And for the lay public, it's just Bullyproof, empower yourself without overpowering others. Okay. I have a Facebook group called Bulletproof. And I wish more people would post examples of how they've been bullied. People don't, but from my Zoom practice, I post on there every week, like a little digest of some of the comments we've dealt with. Last week, actually, we did one between Xi Jinping and Justin Trudeau. Oh, <laughs> poor Trudeau. He should have admitted and he did not. So he was upset because the press leaked and he, I forget what he did, but the response that we came up with is, yeah, you're right. The press didn't leak and your press is much more disciplined than ours. Yeah, get a great answer. But Justin Trudeau and I are, are not. <laughs> You'd make a good, a great advisor for him though. I would say that. <laughs> Yeah, the Facebook group, um, you're on Facebook and you can just do Bullyproof and you can always do my name. I have some YouTubes for co-imposing and there's one for children and one for just helping people regulate their emotions. All mammals help each other regulate. Mammals do it more by touching and nuzzling, but we do it with active listening, words of affirmation, asking questions in hypnosis and humor. So that's several ways. Kate, thank you. This is a delightful conversation. I love the fact that we can just very freshly role play and you gave such great Mm -hmm. responses as examples. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing all your knowledge with us today. Oh, I just really enjoyed it. I'd also like to thank the team behind the podcast, Jason Clayton, Juliana Whitten, and Chris Kelman. Take care, everyone.